Now, if you will, I won't be before you very long this morning. If you will, please turn with me in your life's owner's manual, your basic instruction before leaving the earth, to the book of Exodus. Exodus, the 14th chapter. And we're going to look at verses 27 and 28. Amen. Let us rise as is our custom. That is the 14th chapter of Exodus, verses 27 and 28, as recorded in the New International Version, reads as follows. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And at daybreak, the sea went back into its place. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it, and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and, and, and covered the chariots and horsemen. The entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea, not one of them survived. Not one of them survived. Gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this teaching hour. Lord, we ask that you clear all of our hearts, clear our minds, and clear our souls, Lord, that we would be open to receiving the message that you have for us each to receive here this morning. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. May my soul look up with steadfast hope and my will be lost in thine. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Beloved, this morning, if you will, let's think on the thought. It's already done. It's already, haha, it's already set up. Our thought this morning is it's already set up. In our text this morning, in our text this morning, The children of Israel once again find themselves in a predicament, a bad situation. They yet again find themselves in a bad situation. 
In our text this morning, the children of Israel find themselves unbeknown to them in a trap. In a trap. Now, I, 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 I know all of us here are, are people of faith, but, but let's keep it real. Let's keep it flat out 100, as if you will. We've all been there. We have all found ourselves in a bad situation that, that, that we could not see our way out of. where we saw no light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes, my brothers and my sisters, we find ourselves in these situations because of foolishness, because of foolishness on our part. Sometimes, just sometimes, we find ourselves in these situations because of wrong choices that, 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 that we have made, wrong actions that uh, we might have taken. Sometimes, beloved, we find ourselves in these situations because of wrong instruction. Yet sometimes, just sometimes, we, we find ourselves in these situations because of wrong associations, because of wrong entanglements that we have made, befriending people who really mean us no good at all at work, at church, and yes, sometimes even in our own families. Not everyone you see is good for us. But sometimes just sometimes, there is no other explanation but the devil himself. We have an adversary who hates us and is just intent on destroying not only our lives, but also intent on destroying us. Destroying us as a people destroying us as a culture, destroying us physically, destroying us emotionally, destroying us spiritually, destroying us financially. Just destroying us. Destroying our relationships one with another. Destroying our relationships with ourselves. 
The word tells us that Satan comes to still kill and destroy. But for whatever the reasons we find ourselves in, whatever situation we find ourselves, we know what it feels like to be caught somewhere in something with no way out. Just like the Israelites now find themselves when they, when, when, they, when, they, when they had the river on one side, when they had the wilderness on the other side, and yet they have captives on yet another side. You see, they were indeed trapped between what we might call the proverbial rock and a hard place with no way out. With no way out. But you see, my brothers and my sisters, what the Israelites didn't know was that even though their situation might have looked grim, even though their situation might have looked hopeless, what ill, thank you, Jesus, even though what their situation was, was really a setup. That's right, my brothers. That's right, my sisters. Their situation was a setup. You see, it was a, a, it was a setup, and somebody, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, their situation was a setup. And somebody here this morning is in that very situation right now. Someone in this same place, they find themselves right now, just as the children of Israel, like of the Israel, children of Israel found themselves. You thought you were delivered. You thought you were protected. You thought you were covered, but while you've been in the Lord, but while you've been in the Lord, you notice those same old problems keep creeping right back up on you. Just like the Israelites did. Just like the Israelites did. If we look at verse 8, it tells us, Verses 8 through 10, it tells us the Lord, the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly, the Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops, pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped by the sea near Pi-Hahar, opposite Baal-Sephon, 
as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites, you see, as Pharaoh was approaching, the Israelites looked up, you see, and as they were looking up, you see, they, they, all they saw were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified, and not only were they terrified, they then cried out to the Lord. They were terrified. They thought they were free. But yet they look up and what do they see? They see their situation. They see their captivity. They see, they see their past running after them. Not only running after them, but catching up to them. And immediately, my brothers and my sisters, they became fearful. Just when the Israelites thought they had been freed from their captors, from the Egyptians. Lo and behold, who did they see? Pharaoh and his cronies. And immediately the children of Israel, they immediately became fearful. They immediately became angry. And they told Moses, they told Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt to leave us alone? Let us, Moses, serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Moses, how many times have we responded in our no way out situations this very way, only we don't tell it to Moses. We go straight to the top. We go right to God. God, why did you allow this to happen to me? God, I thought I was free. God, where are you? God. I thought you weren't going to let me die. God, why am I here? God, why do you let them treat me like this? God, you should have just let me die. You see, thank you, Jesus. You see, my brothers and my sisters, the temptation is, the rub is, when we find ourselves in that predicament, when we find ourselves in that no way out situation, when we find ourselves back up, when we find our backs are up against the wall, when we find ourselves up the river without a paddle or maybe without a boat, the temptation is to be just like the children of Israel. The temptation is to start murmuring. The temptation is to start grumbling. The temptation is to start complaining and to start looking backwards. We begin to blame God for not making everything easy. 
We begin to call God into question just because he allows us to struggle, just because he allows us to suffer. But let me remind you this morning, my brothers and my sisters, that, that whatever situation you find yourself in, whatever situation you find yourself in, it is all just a setup. Let me repeat that. Whatever situation you find yourselves in this morning, it's all just a setup. And somebody here this morning has been crying out to God for deliverance. Somebody here this morning has been crying out to God for healing. Somebody here this morning has been just crying out to God for some form of relief. Somebody here this morning has been crying out to God for help. And it looks like and it feels like everything has just taken one giant step back from bad to worse. And from worse to impossible. Somebody here this morning. Somebody, oh, I'm trying to help somebody. Somebody here this morning. Help me, Jesus. Oh, somebody here this morning. You see, when you are down to nothing, just like the Israelites were, God is up to something. God is getting ready to show up and he's getting ready to show out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You see, church, in your situation, ha, your situation is just a setup. God set the Israelites up for freedom and he set the Egyptians up for failure. So, beloved, don't despair in whatever condition you find yourself in. God's got you covered even when it doesn't look like he's there. God's got you covered just like he had Joseph covered when his brothers threw him into the pit and then sold him into slavery. God's got you covered just like he had Daniel covered when Saul wanted to kill him. God's got you covered just like he had Daniel covered when Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. God's got you covered because you see it's already set up in our despair. In our Red Sea situation, in our no way out conditions, we miss something, just like the children of Israel miss something. We miss something important. And that is that our Red Sea situation that we find ourselves in is only a trap. 
What we miss about our Red Sea situations is not only is it a trap, but it's also a setup. What we miss about our Red Sea situations, just like the Israelites miss, is that the trap is not meant for you. The trap is not meant for us. Just like it wasn't meant for the children of Israel. Oh, hallelujah. You see, the trap, the setup was for the hard-hearted Egyptians. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. It wasn't for you. It's not for you. It's not for me. It's not for us. The trap. The trap. The setup is meant for your no-way-out situations. The trap. The setup is meant for your Red Sea situations. The trap, my brothers, the trap, my sisters, is set up, is meant for our enemies whom God has already said he will make flee before you seven ways, even though they only approach you one way. The trap, my brothers, the setup, my sisters, was not meant for you. Remember, Remember, the Egyptians, the Egyptians didn't really want to let the Israelites go. Only after they had endured plague after plague after plague, and then, only then did Pharaoh finally relent. Then, and only then did Pharaoh say, okay. Then, and only then, after God had shown did Pharaoh let them go? But that's not the end of the story. After the Israelites had gone, after the Israelites had gone, the Egyptians then went to Pharaoh and told him, why have we done this? Why have we done this? That we have let Israel go from serving us. Why have we done this? Have we lost our minds? What were we thinking? Oh, why have we done this? What God, what God wants someone here this morning within the sound of my voice to know is that even though it may feel like it, the trap is not for you. The trap is for your enemies. The trap is for that co-worker who keeps backstabbing you. The trap is for the boss that keeps taking credit for your work. The trap is for the person who physically or emotionally abused you. The trap is for that person who tried to destroy your family. The trap is for those kids who bully you at school. The trap is for those who fight you in your families. The trap is meant for the spouse who just won't do right. The trap is meant for those leaders who lie to you and think you don't know it. The trap is for those siblings who don't help you care for your aging, ailing parents or grandparents. The trap is meant for that girlfriend or that boyfriend who is spitefully using you. The trap you see is for your enemies. 
God lets our enemies think that you are trapped. God lets your enemies see you cry. God lets your enemies see you struggle. God lets your enemies see your pain. Just so that your enemies can think. Just so that your enemies can think they've got you just where they want you. But, but, what God wants someone here this morning to know is that, hallelujah, mm, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, what God wants someone here this morning to know, hmm, is that he's getting ready to part your Red Sea situation. What God wants somebody here this morning to know that it's a setup and he's already taking care of your enemies. What God wants someone to know is that he's been using your situation. He's been using your dilemma. He's been using your storm to draw your enemies together, to draw them nearer, to draw them closer. He's been using your circumstances, my brothers, to draw your Egyptians out of hiding. He's been using your circumstances, my sisters, to draw your enemies out of hiding. Some of the ones that, that walk around talking behind your back, but are now standing right in front of your face. Some of the ones that's been working in the dark to destroy you, to discredit you. God is turning the light on and he's uncovering them. Listen to this. For their works. For their works. Somebody this morning needs to take comfort and knowing that God is pulling your Egyptians out of their hiding places and he's going to take care of them once and for all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody ought to be saying, shouting, hallelujah. Today is my day. Somebody ought to be giving praise in 2023 saying this is my year. Hallelujah. You see, brothers and sisters, the Israelites have been enslaved. enslaved for 400 years. They've been enslaved physically, emotionally, mentally. They've been enslaved for 400 years. They didn't even know how to fight. They didn't know how to protect themselves. They had no weapons. They had no strategy. They had no war chests. They had no resources. They had nothing. And they were outnumbered, you see. It looks like it was just plain over, you see. It looked like it was lights out for the Israelites. Pharaoh, Pharaoh had over 600 men. 
He had over 600 men in chariots. He had weapons. He had all the artillery. He had it all. And Pharaoh's army was quickly closing the gap that was between themselves and the Israelites. Now I can imagine, I can imagine that the children of Israel, I could imagine that the children of Israel could hear the clatter, could hear the chariots rumbling. I can imagine that the children of Israel could hear the clatter of the swords and the shields and the spears. That's how close the Egyptians were to the Israelites. Somebody here this morning is in that same place. The enemy is so close you can hear the rattle and the clanging of their weapons. The enemy is so close you can hear their voice. The enemy is so close that you can hear them talking about you behind your back. The enemy is so close that you can hear, hallelujah, Oh, the enemy is so close. You can hear people giving up on you, saying you'll never make it, saying you'll never amount to anything, saying you'll never be anything, saying you'll never be about anything. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The enemies are so close. But, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But, but the word tells us, beloved, that the word tells us, the word tells us that the Lord troubled the host of the Egyptians. The word tells us that the Lord took off the chariot's wheels. The word tells us that the Lord took off the chariot's wheels and that the Egyptians began to murmur amongst themselves, let us flee from the face of Israel. The Egyptians began to murmur amongst themselves after the Lord had removed the wheels off their chariots. They began to murmur, let us flee from the face of Israel. For the Lord fighteth for them. But that's not all. Then the Lord says to Moses, as this conversation is going on with the Israel, with the Egyptians who are now terrified, who are now afraid as they are trying to pursue the children of Israel, the Lord says to Moses, stretch out thy hand over the sea that the waters may come again over the Egyptians upon their chariots, upon their horsemen, and the waters... Thank you, Jesus. Mm. And the waters returned and covered the chariots 
and the horsemen, and the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the host of Pharaoh that came into the sea after the Israelites. There remains not so much as one of them. There remains not so much as one of them. Whatever your Egyptians is this morning, God wants you to know that it's all been a setup. Whatever your Egyptian is this morning, God says that today is your day. Today is your day of victory because it's already been set up. He knows that the devil is opposed to you having victory. He knows that the devil doesn't want anybody enjoying the, the abundant life that he says. Ah, but it's all a setup. God! God wants someone to know that he shall cause thy enemies to rise up against thee to be taken out right before thy very face. They shall come against you one way, but flee before you seven ways. You see, it's a setup. Somebody has fought the same battles for years over and over and over again. You've been around the same mountain again and again. You've walked through the same fire time and time again. You've had some relief. But you've never had complete victory. God is setting you up for a complete victory. Just like he set up the Israelites for their victory. He didn't set them up for temporary relief. And just like he didn't set them up for temporary relief, God is not trying to set you up for temporary relief. Verse 27 tells us, verse 27 tells us of how the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea, and he's already, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Verse 27 tells us about how the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea, and hallelujah, he's ready to do the same thing for you and for me. Hallelujah. It's a setup. God doesn't want us to just, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. It's a setup. God doesn't want to just pull you out of the fire today or deliver you from the lions. It's a setup. He doesn't want to just give you temporary relief or make your enemies run away, beloved. He wants to take them out 
Just like he took out Pharaoh and the Egyptians. You see, it's a setup. God said that today is a day of, of permanent victory. You see, it's all been a setup. God said, This is your day. This is your day to put it under your feet once and for all. This is your day of total victory. You see, it's a set up. Just like in our text today, there remains not so much as one of them Egyptians. You see, it's a setup, and it's time for your turnaround. In a moment's time, everything has changed. God said it's a setup. God said he's going to fight the battle. All he needs from you is for you to praise him while he works. You see, my brothers and my sisters, it's a setup. Somebody here this morning needs to know that while you're praising him in your Red Sea situations, he's watching, he's listening, he's working, and your victory is already set up. Somebody here this morning needs to know that while you're praising him, he's troubling your Egyptians because it's already set up. Somebody here this morning needs to know that while you're praising him, He's taking the wheels off their chariots. Your victory is already set up, beloved. Someone needs to know that while you're praising him, he's turning that Red Sea loose. It's already set up. While you're praising him, he's drowning your Egyptians. It's already set up for a takedown. Hallelujah. Somebody, hallelujah. While you're praising him, God is taking down your enemies because it's already set up. Satan is going down because it's already set up. Debt is going down because it's already set up. Sickness is going down because it's already set up. Diabetes is going down because it's already set up. Loneliness is going down because it's already set up. Singleness is going down because it's already set up. Habits are going down because it's already set up. Listen to this. Addictions are going down because it's already set up. Your marriage problems are going down because it's already set up. It's already set up. Fear is going down because it's already set up. Failing grades are going down because it's already set up. Bullying is going down because it's already set up. Imprisonment is going down. Incarceration because it's already set up. Enemies, hallelujah, of your ministry are going down. Because it's already set up. People, people who have cursed you, who have fought you, who have lied to you, who have tried to destroy you, are all going down because it's already set up. Thank you, Jesus. God! is taking down all of your Egyptians, 
All you have to do is praise him. Your victory is already set up. Somebody needs to stand on their feet and praise God this morning because he's already set up your victory. Thank you, Jesus. He's already set up your health. Hallelujah. He's already set up your finances. Hallelujah. He's already set up your family. Hallelujah. It's already set up. It's already set up. It is already set up. Begin to praise God for the setup. Begin to praise God for the takedown. Because he's already set it up. Praise him for fighting your battles. Because it's already set up. Praise him for knowing what he's doing, even when it makes no sense to you. Praise him like your enemies are dying. Because it's already set up. Praise him. For making you the head and not the tail because it's already set up. Praise him for making you the top and not the bottom because it's already set up. Praise him for blessing all that you put your hands to because it's already set up. Praise him for making you self-sufficient and needing and wanting for nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The songwriter penned these words. Come, let us worship the Lord and the beauty of holiness. Come, let us worship the Lord and the beauty of holiness. Give him the honor. Give him the praise. Come, let us worship the Lord. Let's give him the praise. Worship him. Worship him. Give my God the glory. Give my God the praise. Worship him. Worship him. Come, let us worship the Lord. Let's give him the praise. Hallelujah. Come, let us worship the Lord. Let's give him the praise. Hallelujah. It's already set up.